Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. My name is Lloyd Lawrence. I live in Brisbane, Australia. I absolutely love working in organizational knowledge management. My most fantastic job would have been working for IBM for the Sydney 2000 Olympics at the Gabba Cricket Stadium in Brisbane for the Olympic soccer playoffs. I just wrote a web application for sharing skills and fulfilling needs across an organization. This is being prepared for online deployment and pre-release testing. I've worked for seven years in knowledge management I love to practice permaculture and traditional food preparation and had a sourdough starter for about six months named Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inspired when I think about the impact knowledge management can have on a global scale for the environment, humanitarian causes and developing countries. I envisage a future that features a greater human connection to nature and planet. I can see why you look at knowledge management in a holistic because Living is a holistic experience. So Lloyd, I want to ask you, you've been working in knowledge management for a fair amount of time. You've gotten your feet wet. You've seen deployments. You've seen how people interact or don't interact in a work culture or organization. What's the biggest holistic challenge in knowledge management? I think the biggest holistic challenge is getting uh, support uh, from upper management and therefore, I guess, giving people the permission to take time out of their business mm. as usual activities to actually think about, okay, well, what is something of value that I can share with my team members and what knowledge can I create and collaborate on with other people and how can I actually share that with others for everybody's benefit. So you're talking about a structure that is provided and fostered by the organization to have space, mm. resources, or time in order for all that to happen. So that's half of it. The mm. other half is having the personnel say, hey, we need to do this. Mm. How do you get them motivated to do that? I think what I usually do, I focus on, on delivering the why. What is it for you? Uh, what are the benefits to you and to the others around you and why in fact do we do this so quite often i look for examples maybe anecdotes but but usually examples and stories that that basically reflect situations and how a particular knowledge management tool or practice can overcome that situation i like that mm. It's an ability to bridge what they don't know to what they could know and an incentive that kind of comes along with the storyline of, hey, maybe you should do this. Um, what's your biggest medium? How do you connect with people like that in your organization? Is it, I, I, don't tell me email, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes email. How do you deliver that message? Look, I like to reach out to as much people as I can wide and fast. So oh, a whole range of mediums, you know, uh, if it means picking up the phone because it's somebody in North Queensland or Central Queensland, for instance, uh, make a connection. And in fact, you know, the organisation I'm in, we have 85,000 staff across Queensland. 85,000? Yes spread all across Queensland. We have a knowledge base of about 4,700 
articles okay. that contributes to the support of this staff so they can all perform at their best. On top of that, I have key stakeholders in the corporate areas and around the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to maintain contact with them on a regular basis. Obviously, email is a big thing because of geographies. Obviously, with COVID, Teams has really come forth as a, as a huge platform and we're really embracing that. It's been really good, especially that Microsoft has been improving Teams and and now we have the ability to do breakout rooms. Mm-hmm. It, it really is a fantastic platform for us. Um, and in fact, I'll connect with stakeholders across the state as much on a social level mm. than, than also the needs level because I believe that even if I maintain some kind of a semi-regular contact like, oh, hey, how you going? How you been? What's been happening in your neck of the woods? What are you working on? This is what I'm working on, yada, yada, yada. So the communication is not necessarily driven by need. It's more about keeping a social connection so that at some point, if either of us has a need, then we're more likely to to think about making that connection with that other person go, oh, hey, Lord knows such and such and such, or Lord might be able to connect me or help Mm -hmm. me with X, Y, Z. When you want to reach out for a need, it makes that so much easier because you've already got a good connection. Well, you, you talk about a, a substance that is has the ability, the magic ability to cross across a physical space to people to people. And that, that substance kind of is wrapped around for me in a lot of trust, right? So the, the exchange, the ability to exchange, like you're in, in your example, is a personal connection. So does the organization... And I know you're saying you do this, but does the organization kind of adopt that as a framework and promote it? I've been part of a team, a hybrid team, if you like, uh, people from different areas of my branch, and we've been working towards building these connections. Um, so for us, the focus has been breaking down silos to, to enable that flow of knowledge between teams, building trust between people. Um, opening people's eyes up to this whole new notion of, hey, I'm not just sitting here in my little bubble, tapping away, doing my thing, or just focusing on my team members. Mm. There might be someone else in this team over here I can reach out to, or this person over here I can talk to. Um, because quite often it's we don't know what we know. And whilst another team member in your team might know some mm-hmm. might not know something, someone in the next team might. And that kind of brings us to this speed learning that you've been talking to me about and i'm interested to find out is this one of the instruments you've utilized to help Mm. build that culture of sharing most definitely and we've had amazing results so far we've only run about four events and we've created 21 connections amongst those events which which means potentially up to 21 tasks or things that people are doing can now become unblocked what happens is, well, I'll start, I'll tell you the, what inspired me to, to do this exercise. Let's not leave everybody hanging here as far as what yeah. is speed learning, <laughs> right? So it's, it's basically a construct where you have two questions, two burning questions, right? That's so right. let's talk about that. We bring people together in a group. We then pair people off. They have two things to contribute each to the conversation. So what am I working on? What's something that I'm stuck on? So we give people a bit of time to to both share that with each other and then we'll bring everybody back together and then we'll do another 
split off with different pairings and we'll repeat mm. that again. I, I'm so and so, what am I working on? What am I stuck on? If it's like a speed dating mm. kind of thing where you got to start and stop, mm. a hard start, hard stop. How, and, and say two people are like, oh, we need to talk. How do they connect? What do you do to foster their relationship and connection? So basically we leave it up to them to make a commitment to connect afterwards. And then we can follow up on that. Um, the other great thing we do about it is that we actually record. We get people to uh, record down uh, their shares and their needs. Um, and in a physical setting, pre-COVID, we would have done it in a meeting room and there'd be the two big posty notes on the walls and everyone would write their little mm. post-it notes down, shares and needs. And then that way, those two big boards are placed in a, in a high traffic area for everybody to see from there on forward. So in that way, those shares and those needs are recorded for everybody to see. So it, it expands that reach out from just that pair to everybody. And not only that, we can look at all the shares mm. and needs and find the common threads. So there might be one person that has something that they can share and there might be two or three or four people that has a need to learn that. And then we can say, hey, guys, you really need to get together. You can run a session on this. You guys come in on this. Mm -hmm. And then we can further extend that and then record that and capture that and store that somewhere that for others to then utilize that information. That, that sounds like a beautiful and easy way to do a lot of productive, not just connecting, but problem solving and, and mm. just a lot of things that come out of that. So what was your inspiration that brought you to this idea? It was quite a, a, a story that I felt had a, a really lot of, a lot of impact. So you think about you're working a project, you're a project officer and you've been tasked with something to do. Um, so in this particular case, this person was tasked with writing a document on a topic that he really didn't know a lot about. So he spent months ringing around, trying to track down people, connect with people, laboring away, creating this document. And I've come across his desk myself and I've seen this document on his desk and I've gone, oh, what's this about? And he's told me all this story. And he said, you know what? I've completed this document. I've thrown it down on my desk. A guy from four desks away walks past and says, hmm, I know all about this. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. We don't know yes. what we know. Yeah. And you're right. I, I've seen <laughs> it happen multiple times and it's a very painful, very painful thing to see happen because you've got all these misplaced resources and people anguished about trying to do something and without a knowledge base or a way to even ask or who do I ask? I don't even know to ask, you know, mm -hmm. that is a, a great uh, example of why we yeah. need to do things like this. And to add another example, yesterday morning, I'm on the train on the way to work. And occasionally I meet up with a, a work colleague and she works in a different area. She does project management. And I said to her, I said, Oh, doing this podcast interview tomorrow and you know it's like first time jitters and kathy says to me she says oh no worries i've done a bunch of those i can give you a bunch of tips on that and i'm like really <laughs> <laughs> so if i hadn't if i hadn't said anything about this yeah. to her i wouldn't have known that she'd known and i wouldn't have known to ask her yeah but look don't ask me about the tips because hey knowledge is power <laughs> or is it 
<laughs> it can be. <laughs> so that's that's a great example. And thanks for sharing that. And tell your friend thanks for for being that example because you bring up a point that I find is very much a personality trait. And that is something to where conversation it's almost it's almost like some people are just wound up to be good knowledge sharers, period. Doesn't matter where they're at in the company. There, you know, there, there's people that are the hoarders, the collectors, and the they don't do anything with it. And there are those that are like in this example where you're just having a conversation. You're like, oh, I'm I'm doing this thing, and you know, you're not asking, you're not anticipating that they've got some magic solution for you. You're just sharing, right? You just want to share. That is a great uh, opportunity, and I think most organizations miss out on that. Yeah, and as David Gertin himself defines knowledge management, his definition of knowledge management is having a conversation. It's as simple as that. Seeing as we're talking about David, I see you did a, a cafe recently. How did that go? It went really well. Uh, we were, as we were trialing it, we did it with a, a closed audience. We didn't advertise it um, widely, but we were focusing on, uh, and this is our human-centered design work we've been doing, um, and, and this extends on the speed lane. We were focusing on the graduate program. So we had a cohort of graduates that came through just prior to COVID, and they're still working with us. Uh, and we had a new cohort of graduates just come in. So I thought, let's get them all in a room and let's get them to talk about their experiences here. What were their expectations coming in? What were their early experiences? What are their experiences now? Have we met their expectations? Um, and is it relevant to, the, to their paths? And we got some really valuable insights out of that. Some not so surprising, some surprising. Um, but it all adds to the bigger picture. Now we can feed that back up to the graduate program and say, hey, look, these are the things you need to focus on. You're doing really well here. Okay. Maybe tweak this and that. What do you think? That was the benefit to the organization. Mm. What was the benefit mm. to the participants? I think um, particularly for the newer cohort, they got a little bit of knowledge from the ones that have been around already for a while. They get some more insight as to what's coming up for them. Uh, I guess a bit more continuity or, or a bit more knowing what's what's coming so they can kind of ease into the process and yeah. let it happen it provides that social construct of kind of having an understanding a little better of mm. what's like you say what's what's coming is this going to be repeated we're planning to yeah. but you know oftentimes there's challenges with people giving up their time there's challenges at different time of year with different commitments coming up so we always have that challenge of keeping the numbers mm. flowing through, if you like. As you kind of know, we've been hitting it pretty hard uh, with these events because we're trying to get people used yes. to doing these sorts right. of things and used to yes. connecting. But at the same time, it's a very fine line where you could easily be running into that territory where it's kind of getting to that fatigue mm. zone where people are kind of getting a bit tired of it. But I have to say the speed learning, you see people's faces online connecting because it's not that typical zoom, um, zoom or teams meeting where you got one person going la 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 blabbing on about something death by powerpoint everybody gets to interact and everybody gets to say something and connect and for some people just making a connection meeting somebody or just getting beyond that high is enough and you might not get something out of this speed learning event but the next one you you might um, but just seeing people's faces light up and it's the unexpected. Some people bring in skills that are from their personal mm -hmm. life. 
that are, that are quite relevant to somebody else's work life. In, in your case, you know, when you've got, uh, what was your, what was your starter's name? Bruce, yeah, right? <laughs> How many people at work know you do that? Probably knowing you, probably quite a few people already know this. Uh, yeah. A couple, yeah a couple. I was getting a bit of a reputation for a while. Oh, the sourdough king. Sourdough guy. Oh, no. Well, let's wrap this up. And I want you to tell me, Lloyd, what knowledge management is to you. Uh, knowledge management to me is about uh, basically connecting people, building relationships um, and flowing. You know, you want to say knowledge, but really it's information. Knowledge is the interpreting of that information to create an action. But, but hey, it works. Um, so it's really connecting people, flowing information between people and making things happen. I like it. That's straightforward mm. and it's around doing something. I like it. Well, thank you, Lloyd. It's been a joy and thank you for spending your Saturday morning with me. Right. Thanks very much, Evan. Appreciate it. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.